Mo Massacres Bournemouth, it's the FPL Surgery Podcast. Welcome back, listeners. Once again, we are into the December fixtures, coming to you on the 11th of December 2018, back for another FPL surgery. First of all, welcoming back the Iceman. And welcome back yourself too, Bully. Thank you very much. I so very nearly said uh, Fancy Football Surgery Podcast, because I have an old placemat in front of me that says that on so we need to upgrade the marketing <laughs> yes we do we need some more placemats to be honest soon although sure, I've, I've still got to send some out i'm really lackluster on this sending out lovely well we'll, we'll stick an order in soon with the updated version which is going to be no end of trouble but we'll, we'll get it done we'll get it done nice <laughs> man we've got a uh, very very lucky to have him back on once again um, he's been a fantastic contributor to our slack channel known to many of you but as a little intro again he was on with us in recent months british actor Currently playing Jesse Donovan on Hollyoaks, co-creator of the eight-week uh, hashtag LiveFresh plan. Currently in the top 3K overall. He's also managed to purchase a couch that has greatly impressed my wife, which I know from 10 years of experience is incredibly hard to do. Welcome back, Luke Jurdy. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thanks for that uh, that introduction. Glad to be be on again. Yes, great great to have you back. How are things? Well, clearly really well, but tell us a bit about how things have been going since you last came on. I've just been flying, really. Yeah, in, got in life to... or FPL? <laughs> In in both, I'm both. flying in life and flying in FPL. No, no, um, yes, gem- generally very happy, which is always good. Yeah, I think just, I mean, this year has just been my first season where I've taken it really seriously and put quite a lot of time in. I kind of spent a long time planning my team before the season started and... I've just made a lot of the right decisions so far and everything's been going really well. Just kind of, yeah, time more than anything, spending spending time on it and enjoying it as well. Yeah, rank is 3,013 in the world at the moment, nice. which is uh, which is great, which is what I always say to my girlfriend. She's like, why is it? You spend so much time on it. I'm like, I'm 3,000 out of five and a half million people in the world. <laughs> do, do you know, nearly every week I, I go to my fiance, I go, there are about six million uh, that play this FPL game. Where do you think I'm ranked? And she never gets it right. And I'm always like, oh no, I'm 8K. So yeah, she, yeah it means exactly, nothing exactly. to her. <laughs> no, no, it means nothing to her. But then I say, look, I'm in a, I'm in a league where if I win, I'm, I'm third in a league where I'll win a thousand pound if I win. And she, oh, that nice. still doesn't really, uh, <laughs> that still doesn't really do much. So I love it. So despite all the acting achievements, this is very much the highlight, surely. <laughs> Got me. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, you, absolutely. you must be top of the Hollyoaks League. Surely there's no one higher than you in the Hollyoaks League. Oh no, I'm I'm firing. I'm flying. Yeah, absolutely I'm, flying. Yeah, I'm just looking at it now. I think I'm about 100 points ahead. No, great to have you on board, Luke. Good to hear you're doing so well. Lots to be learned from you this podcast. First of all, the headlines we are going to be focusing on though is Kane versus. Aubameyang who should you own over Christmas 
Does City Blank mean the double or triple up is a no-go for them? Third one is Alonso issues. Is he actually worth the money? For the second podcast running, the Salah debate after his first massive haul of the season, um, and I get to mention the Champions League, so he scored again tonight for Liverpool. The man is on fire. Yeah, I just thought I'd slip that in. I promise I won't mention anything about Usman Dembele on fire for Barcelona. (laughs) And then number five, Anderson or Chikorito or both. West Ham's great fixture run. And do you know what? I'm going to alter that headline to Snodgrass as well because he's... Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because he, he, he is one we've got to think about because he's so cheap and he's doing the business. Yeah, he's doing that. So those are our headlines. Before we go any further, chaps, let's see how we got on in our game weeks. Iceman, how do you do? I have done very well. I suppose we're going over the last two game weeks, aren't we? The game week before last, I yes. got 70 points where I captained Mo Salah. So another captain return for me. And uh, this game week, my decisions were to... Everyone was bored in the Arsenal bandwagon. So I thought I'd board it as well. And I got in Lacazette and Bellerin. I m- oh. removed Alonso and Arnie, who was injured. So I've got an increase of one so far because Lacazette only nice. got half a game. But I Captain Salah this week, so I actually hit 81 points overall. So I've not done too badly. Overall rank of 8,579. Very nice, Iceman. Well, I um, I, I didn't have Salah, which is the first thing that crippled me. And also, I, in my decision-making last week, I was loving the form of Spurs. So I had Kane and Eriksen. And I completely, in the moment I hit that submit button for my transfer, forgot about Barcelona. So, of course, neither of those came on until the end and scored nothing. So I had a massive captain fail. But across the rest of my team, I kept Dinia and Richarlison in. And, of course, uh, Dinia stepped up for Everton in the final minute. It's one of those ones where you're praying, can he just get me some FPL points? And he whipped one into the top corner. How Siggy wasn't on that free kick, I'll never know, but did the business. I had Patterson in my midfield. I kept him because he had that little run of nice fixtures where he's playing up top and he finally returned. And Iceman, like yourself, I jumped on the Arsenal bandwagon. So I brought in Kalazanac because I like the way he's looking this season. He's a little bit cheaper than Bellerin. Get him forward. Seems to be favoured by Emery. And he came up with a nice eight points. So I got 64. I had taken a minus four. 60 points. That jumped me up a fair few places in the rankings. But I'm certainly not in your company, Iceman. No, still good though. Yeah, the class notes thing is a bit of like differential type thing, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I like that pick as well. Absolutely. I'm aware of Monreal uh, being fit again, although we have no other defenders at the moment. Yes, so they're all cropped, more, aren't they? They're all broken. More on Arsenal later. Luke, how do you get on this game week? Are we doing 15 as well, the one before? Go on, give, us both. give us both. Yes, yeah, so I've got 57 in that one. It was a, That was the horrendous week, wasn't it, where like nobody played. Um, Arnautovic was injured. Captain Salah came on and got that assist. But I had Fraser and Richarlison, Fabianski and Jimenez, who all scored pretty highly, which was good. And then I wanted to just take a one-week punt on a striker, other than your kind of standard ones for Arnautovic, because I'm on my wildcard this week. So I took Arnautovic out and put Chikorito in for a one-week punt, but then I, don't, I might keep him now, but we'll discuss that later, I'm sure. So I finished uh, this week on 77. I didn't captain Salah. I captained Aubameyang, and yeah, Chikorito paid off brilliantly because he got a goal and an assist. And then, um, yeah, finishing up with Richarlison's goal. I had Foster on my bench, which was pretty gutting, oh, but I was, I was never... I was never going to play him against away at Everton over Fabianski at home to Palace. So, 77 and, um, yeah, 3,013 overall rank. 
I'm just going to put a flag in and a quick observation I've made because when we get to Liverpool later, you guys are going to hoover up um, the discussion here. One of the things I noticed about Salah, he hasn't actually scored that many bonus points this season prior to this weekend. And I actually wondered about the Robertson effects on that because I look at the amount of bonus points Andy Robertson gets getting forward, creating goals, keeping clean sheets. And I wonder if it weren't for him, if Salah would be getting a few more bonus. I, I, I'm not sure if that does affect his, but I think he's just always not had bonus because of his shots he puts off target quite a lot. And uh, it's just over the last year or so, we've kind of noticed that in him, haven't we? He's not really a bonus magnet. He's more, the shots that he takes have really been a detriment to him and not, not been good. Yeah, so does it go on, does it go on that if they miss, if, if take a lot of shots and they don't go in, does that go against? Yeah, shots off target and uh, losing the ball after a dribble, like attempting different things. They do kind of hurt players which go for attacking stats all the time, so it it does hurt them. It's it's annoying. It's a thing which a, a lot of people just don't like about the game. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be conducive to uh, taking shots to sit and trying to score a goal, which is strange, really. Yeah, it is. But yeah, Robertson, I think, I mean, he is, he's, I don't necessarily think he's affected Salah's BPS, but he's just absolute magnet for bonus points, isn't he? he always yes. seems, always seems to get one, even if they win like two or three nil, he still, still seems to get a bonus. Um, it's just such a good player. I've had him since the first week and I don't think I'll, let, I'll be getting rid of him. Uh, yeah, he's only four points behind Alonso, and he's missed mm. two games as well. So, mm. yeah, it does show that he's, he's probably flying. a mainstay in my team for the for the season. Mm. Me too. Very strong. Just to mention a bit about our Patreon following. We've got a couple of new Patreons supporting the podcast this week. So, if you go to patreon.com forward slash FPL Surgery. Uh, two new patrons this week. We've got David Hallinan and Patrick Prendergast, a.k.a. The Hitman. Very strong name. The Iceman asked Patrick how he is finding the Slack channel, and this is what he said. I'm really enjoying the Slack channel so far and how everyone's trying to help each other with their teams and suggested transfers. I also enjoy the predictions, which I've never done before. It's already helped me to, to see how over-optimistic I can be for game week. Most of all, for what I'm looking forward to is learning the ways of Icemandia oh, in the coming months. Oh. <laughs> Emoji. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, lovely, lovely bit of feedback. I do think that's um, one of the, the best things that we offer as part of supporting the the podcast is definitely the Slack channel. There's a couple of uh, predictor games going on in there, which is fun to get involved with. And there's just some genuinely bloody nice blokes that we still don't have a woman in that group. <laughs> we don't do it. Yeah, Luke, you're enjoying it in there nowadays, aren't you? Yeah, it's brilliant. It's um, lively debate and um, lots of good advice in there. The hitman's come in and and uh, been quite um, quite vocal, hasn't he? Which is yeah, he's uh, mixed it up fun. a bit as well. Yeah, yeah it's he's, been nice. Uh, he's great, and he, the fact he, and obviously his name's the hitman because he takes a lot of hits. <laughs> and you kind of look at his team and you go, "Have you got to that?" And he's like, "Well, I just did a minus 16. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, he's a maverick. He's a yeah. maverick. But no, it's it's brilliant in that it's just like a, a really good small forum where everyone. Chats about FPL and there's some um, there's some really good really good advice in there and really good players. So I would definitely recommend joining if you uh, if you're into fantasy football as much as we are. Yeah, thanks. Man. Thank you, Luke. Appreciate your support with that. And uh, yeah, Luke always chatting in there with some really good stuff learned from another top three K uh, front runner at the moment. Uh, okay, so we're going to go through the fixtures. I just want to say this week. I give Sky a lot of stick for the games they put on, but to be fair, this weekend, bang on, 12.30 on Saturday, I've got City versus Everton. Sunday, I'm going to be feasting on the Liverpool-Man United game and a bit of the Gunners as well. So, fair play to Sky. They're uh, giving me value 
this week. Thank you. So with all that said, City versus Everton. Two blue teams facing each other. Been really impressed with Everton in terms of going forward. Defensively still a bit questionable. Big game this one, especially with City, with Liverpool right up there now as well. Luke, let's come to you first of all. What players are you looking at from the City side? <clears throat> well, City are a really interesting one. And I mean, I think it's uh, it's obvious kind of how much the thinking changes from week to week, depending on what's happened. I mean, before before the Chelsea game, the kind of template and a lot of the noise on Twitter and on, our, on the Slack channel was that everyone was trying to get Sterling and Sané into the team and possibly David Silva as well and possibly Mares. I mean... We had a big discussion um, with uh, with the uh, aforementioned hitman about um, about possibly owning Sterling, Sané, and Mares, and then they go and lose two 0 to Chelsea, and kind of suddenly you think, oh, well, maybe I maybe I don't need three of them, maybe I don't even need two of them. So, I mean, at the moment, I'm I'm just on Sterling. Um, as I said, I'm 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 on my wild card this week, so it's all up in the air at the moment. But um, you've done well I, to hold on to that. Blimey. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's I've just not really yeah not had the need to play it again. Just just been making the right decisions and and um and and going with my gut really and not kind of going with the crowd necessarily like you know with the things like when everyone put Walcott in and I decided not to do that and that worked out and it's fine margins isn't it? Cause I think he went off injured that week and things like that happen and you're like oh well I'm glad I didn't put him in but um so yeah but yeah Sterling. It's got to be the one. City are already through in Europe, aren't they? So he'll, he'll probably get a rest tomorrow. And obviously there's been this big uh, racism row, which obviously is awful. And I think I think he'll respond to that with the only way he knows, and that's to play football and, and play well. I can see him scoring a couple um, that, that is a good point, against actually. Everton. Yeah, it is a good point about Sterling, yeah. because he really does get fired up, and it is all kind of confidence-based with him. And if he's thinking, right, I'm going to prove these bastards wrong, bleep that out, uh, prove these bastards <laughs> wrong, uh, and then just score a couple of goals. So, yeah, that is a good point. He could come into this game really steamed up for it. One thing I just wanted to ask about that... Um, I'm not sure of the situation with Kun at the moment. He he might be due back this week. Possibly. Okay, because it was interesting. Another situation where Pep went with Mahrez, Sane and Sterling in the front three. And I think it's another situation where Sterling's someone that works best, I think, when he's coming off the line. Similar to the Zaha situation, the Hazard okay. situation. I just feel okay, he's another one where he scores a lot of goals, gets kind of, oh, well, let's play him as a striker doesn't seem as effective. Yeah, I, I agree with that. He's more of a winger, isn't he? I think with, yeah. when Guerrero comes back in, even if uh, Jesus comes in there, I do think it's better for Sane and Sterling. But I think that we kind of go back to the headline which we had. Does the City blank mean a double or triple up is a no-go? I still don't think it is. I feel like that you could double up on this City team. They're always going to score high, aren't they? And they they are still flying. They've got the most in the league. You, you can rant on about all the stats possible, but we we all know they're the best options to go for and it would be Sterling or Sane uh, the ones which, yep. which I would go for because David Silva went off of a hamstring injury so he is set to miss a few weeks mm. yeah it's, it's difficult to uh, it's difficult to kind of just ignore that one game week that's just happened isn't it but if you if you do take the Chelsea game out and, and they had their chances didn't they I mean Sterling yeah. and Sane mm. could have had goals on another day so they are both good options but I would if, if I had to pick one I would I would definitely go with with Sterling, um, but yeah, like you say, he's better. He's better at coming into the box, isn't he? Rather than um, rather than playing as that striker. 
um, because that's, you know, it's a bit of an alien position to him. So I think, especially if Aguero's back, I can't see Pep playing Sterling, Sané and Mares up front against Everton at home. No, I think, yeah, if uh, Aguero's back, then I feel like he's just going to come straight into the team. Possibly Jesus as well could be started again. Yeah, maybe. I do feel like you can go either way. I'm not sure if the Sterling over Sane is as uh, big as people think. I looked at the stats, and over key stats, Sane is actually beating Sterling in terms of key stats, 7-1. Uh, to one. Either one of them can score. I mean, Sane would be a good option over Christmas as he hasn't played loads, so he's quite fresh. Also reported today that he might be having a new deal with City, so that always makes player play even better. But they, they disappointed against Chelsea, but they could have both scored, like, like you said, in the, even in the first half. I think they'll both start here against Everton, and either one is still going to be a good option for me. Sane, 10 chances created over the last four. Sterling scored more points than either Kane, Salah, and or Bamiang in the last five game weeks. Yeah, still great options for me. Whoever you're looking to bring in, yeah, it's going to be a good choice. Okay, well, let's um, have a little think about Everton, Luke. So, anyone you like from their side and sort of moving forward over this December period? Well, I've got, um, I've, I've had Richarlison for a few weeks and um, oh, I, man. I, I don't see myself coming off him. He's he's firmly in my wildcard team at the moment and I think he's a season keeper, really. I mean, I know there was a few few kind of few whispers about maybe taking him out for City and Spurs but I'm not a fan of kind of flip-flopping between players because from game week 19 onwards Everton's fixtures look brilliant I mean they've got they've got Burnley Brighton Leicester Bournemouth Southampton Huddersfield Wolves and Watford from 19 to 26 Richarlison's a mainstay and then I think you've got to look at um at Dean Deanya Dean is that the right it's, it's apparently it's meant to be Luca Dean Luca, Luca Dean. Dean. Yeah, Luca Digney. His name it's is Luca Digney. Digney. Sorry, yeah. And I will hear not another Digney. word. Like <laughs> That's his name. That's what we're going to call him. Um, <laughs> Diggers, as he's known to his teammates. <laughs> yeah, Diggers. He's he's in my wildcard team at the moment. I put him in almost straight away because I think, yeah, from 19 onwards, their fixtures look great. Obviously, he showed he showed his attacking threat. He showed he's shown his attacking threat over the last you know, few few weeks and obviously banged in that free kick last minute yesterday. So his confidence is going to be high. But yeah, perhaps not for this game away at away at City, but he's definitely someone I'm looking at yeah, longer he, term. He, you know what, he, he definitely he hoovered I was just going to say, I swear, he hoovered up the bonus points. That's exactly what I was going to say. I'll go on, you make the point. <laughs> no, 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 you can take it. <laughs> Actually, this might rescue my Robertson one from earlier. So he hoovered up the bonus points yesterday, and prior to Origi's goal for Liverpool, he was on for three bonuses against, bonus, yeah, against Liverpool. Yeah, against Liverpool, So, and if you watch him play, he is another one that just is the full package in terms of defending, getting forward, his delivery is really good. Yep, definitely. We had a question regarding him. No one you know at Jutz Mendoza has put... Uh, would you consider uh, Digny <laughs> Dean as an extra midfielder like uh, Doherty and Alonso and play him away to City ahead of success at home versus Cardiff so he's got a choice there whether to play uh, Dean or success but yeah he's um, he's joint top for defenders with Kalashnach 
for chances created over the last four with 11. And he's had five shots at goal. So he's racking up the stats. He's racking up the bonus points. He definitely is a great option to go for. Uh, he's kind of, I've got Bellerin in at the moment. He's kind of my placeholder for him because I'm going to wait for these next two fixtures for playing City. Then they play Spurs. Then after that, like you say, fixtures are great. So I'm going to be bringing them in then. But yeah, a great option, uh, Luca Dean. I mean, in the last the last few game weeks, City have shipped a few goals here and there, and with Richarlison in the form that he's in, and Siggy to some degree, um, you can see them nicking one, couldn't you? Yeah, possibly. Richarlison, eight goals and 14 appearances, so he yeah. is doing well. I know, know there was a debate over the Siggy and Richarlison kind of debate, which one would be better. I think it is going to be Richarlison. They're kind of equal for shots, those two, and Richarlison's a little bit less, so you get in there. Yeah, a little bit more I, from the I, I think what we're going to see over the season, I can imagine those two flip-flopping in terms of periods of form in which they return. So with that in mind, I'm going to go with the cheaper Rick Charles's son. Yeah, <laughs> Rick Charles's son. And you also wonder if um, Siggy now has missed that penalty, whether a Charleston might be on them as well. So it's a possibility. Indeed. Okay, yeah. See if we can turn every continental exotic player into a Yorkshireman. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Let's just go back to that uh, question. Who would you choose, uh, Luke, over uh, Dean or success at home to Cardiff or Dean away to City? Yeah, I'd start success. um, You start success. Yeah, I just can't see Everton getting much away at City. And if they do, do, I mean, Dean Dean could get an assist, but he's definitely not going to keep a clean sheet. I'd go with success. I mean, he's been he's been playing, hasn't he? Um, he's been getting the minutes success. And uh, against Cardiff at home, you know, I think you've got more of a chance of points. Mm, fair, yeah. Fair enough. Should we move on to Palace Leicester then, chaps? Let's, yes. uh, let's move things along a little bit. So, uh, I've got a Palace side taking on Leicester, who, as usual, as we get towards the transfer window, all the top clubs have been linked with their best players. Chilwell of note with the Arsenal. Be interesting to see if it affects this one. Iceman, let's ask you first. Anyone from Palace that you're looking at? No, not really. Um, Great. I mean, I did marginally look at PVA. He's second out of defenders for shots in the last four. He's had 13 penalty area touches. And it's just that, I suppose, this last game where they lost against West Ham, I feel like it's a bit of an anomaly because they played three straight games of the same team. It just showed that they were a bit leggy in this game. And they just weren't quite feeling it. Yeah, Zaha, seven chances created over the last four, not really showing anything else. So, no, no one from Palace for me. I think if you've got one Bissaka, you'd probably stick him on. Oh, you? yeah, you'd keep him, yeah. I wouldn't necessarily... No, uh, wouldn't bring him in, but if you, I'm, I'm certainly going to give him a run out for this one. Yeah. Luke, what are your thoughts on Palace? Yeah, I'm similar to you boys, really. I, I don't... I'm, I haven't got a lot of interest. I mean, I put... um. I put MacArthur on my uh, on my watch list because I noticed he was getting a few points and at 4.7, I think he is, I thought not a bad budget option if you've got... But then I suppose really you'd want him to be 4.5 to fit into that category. Probably you'd better use the point two elsewhere. But yeah, I mean, last few, just looking at his points, I suppose he's had a couple of half-decent games Almost certainly won't be putting him in my team, but he was he was on my watch list. Uh, and I've got Wan Bissaka, who's just FPL gold, really, isn't he? Yeah, he, um, is. he really is. And I had Zaha uh, at the start of the season, but the Palace just aren't producing enough for me. And I think there's better options. Hennessy in goal, I might I might put in. I mean, I've I've had Fabianski and Foster since the start, and I'm I'm going to keep Fabianski, but um, I'm probably going to get rid of Foster. So whether that's for a four million keeper or a four point five and a rotation, uh, so I could perhaps do Hennessy, but then. 
I wouldn't want a double up on Palace defence either. No. Um, oh, Zaha, Zaha is actually suspended for this game. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> okay. I can't believe MacArthur um, is actually top for their midfielders for points scored. Yeah, he's got 53, yeah. which is... Where's that come from? Way better. I mean, he's just, in the last three, he's had, he got oh, 10 yeah, points 10, against 10. Burnley and yeah. 10 points against... Yeah. So that's where that's where it's come from. So I wouldn't, yeah, I, I, wouldn't I bank probably on that wouldn't one. put him in. No, no definitely no. not. No, I think if he was four point five or four point four, I'd, I'd yeah, be maybe. tempted. Yeah. Okay, so I think yeah, not too Let's, much interest in Palace. Yeah. So we move on to Leicester. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Luke, whilst we're on you, why don't you talk us through Leicester? If there's anyone you like from their side. To be honest, there's not really, and no. that's mainly down to that's mainly down to fixtures. I think they look. Pretty, um, pretty yeah, difficult. After this game, they've got Chelsea up. and City, so you wouldn't be maybe looking after that game week twenty for Cardiff, Everton, Southampton, Wolves. But yeah, I think yeah, then they start to that. clear up. But, but then they're yeah. not players which are like dying to get in. I think they're players which you oh, if you've got the funds to do it, maybe bring them in. Like Madison's fallen off a, a little bit. Uh, he's, you know, he's got the odd goal recently. He got the goal against Fulham and then against Watford but yeah he's not as consistent for me and Vardy's not been playing so yeah not really any options for me either yeah I can't really add anyone to the Leicester debate Um, I think we can move this on to uh, how about this fixture Huddersfield versus Newcastle (laughs) which I'll let let you which which one of you want to talk wants to talk about this one first I've got a couple (laughs) of players to list on both both these teams whether or not you're the scholar ice go on you go first talk to me about Huddersfield footballers uh, no team have scored fewer goals than them but I do like their defence watching them in that Arsenal game they were very organised and just resolute and it just looked very difficult to get through and I have looked at maybe Schindler he might be an option with their fixtures they're not got bad fixtures going forward they've got a couple of home games in Newcastle Southampton then they've got a tough game at United but then they've got Fulham Burnley and Cardiff I mean you cannot get better fixtures than that so if you're going to bring in any of these Huddersfield players Schindler 4.3 could be a possibility you know he does get game time so maybe maybe one for your rotation and I also noticed that Pritchard 11 shots over the last four which is above Sane and Salah both on nine so he is getting forward quite a bit a midfielder more or less playing up front I like that what about you Luke do you like anyone from Huddersfield uh, not really <laughs> don't, don't um, even I mean, look <laughs> I think I'm probably going to put um, Phil Billing in as my as my 4.5 midfielder purely just to change Stevens around just for a little bit of difference he'll probably never get on but I think between him and Hoiberg and possibly Camarasa are like your three your three budget. Um, I'm going to change your mind on that later when we get to the team. But, oh, is this is this the stat that you're going to? This wow is the with? stat I'm going to wow. Right. You with. Okay. Okay. I'll just look forward for, to that. <laughs> just just for listeners, Iceman promised to dazzle us with a stat pre-pod, and he wouldn't actually tell us it. So we are in suspense here, absolute suspense, <laughs> waiting so for this gold from the Iceman. It's going to involve a budget midfielder, then I'm I'm guessing. That's quite. Um, but yeah, no, Huddersfield just. They look a good. They look a good side, but FPL wise, I think even if you even putting a defender in, I think it's too much of a risk when there's when there's other options out there. I mean, like we've discussed, Dean, you know, Doherty is a is a way better option than any Huddersfield defender. I think they're ju- they're just cheaper though, aren't they? They're kind of enablers, and I feel like over these next few, they will be good enablers. 
Yeah, I suppose I think I'm I'm looking at Doherty because I've had him since he was four point four, so I'm yeah. still I've still got those uh, I've still got those glasses on. But um, so yes, in terms of in terms of value, yeah, enable enable wise, and the, the fixtures are good. Nice. Okay. Um, so potentially defensively, Huddersfield are somewhat favourable. What about the great Newcastle then? Can Rafa give us any value, Luke, uh, over the next few game weeks? Um, I've again, I haven't, I haven't got a great deal of interest in them for my team. I briefly looked at Rondon, um, and I was, I was close to putting him in actually um, for my, for my punt before wildcard um, to replace Arnautovic, but went for Chikorito. Rondon looks good, and apparently his stats are good. I just don't yeah, trust him. I just, sure. I just don't trust him. I mean, they've got Huddersfield and Fulham in the next two, yeah. um, which look great on paper and then they've got Liverpool away Watford away United at home Chelsea away so I mean if you were looking at just putting him in for two weeks it might be worth a punt but I certainly won't be doing it I just don't trust Rondon yeah like you say the stats are good he's got the 14 attempts over the last four eight in the box so it's shown he's only got the one goal though but I wouldn't necessarily go there. I don't think he's going to get that much. The one which I kind of jumped off the table to me a little bit is um, Jose Perez. He's, I mean, no one's looking at him, but he is second for strikers for the chances created over the last four. And he started all the games. He was very much involved in the last game. Yeah, he, he did right in the last game and he got elbowed, so he could have got a penalty as well. There's... Just, he'd be a bit of a pun. I wouldn't necessarily go there, but I feel like you've kind of missed out on the Newcastle bandwagon, whereas their fixtures are getting a bit tougher now. They've only got two more pretty decent fix- fixtures and it all goes a bit tough, so cool. I, I, w- I yeah. would not necessarily bring them in. Yeah, after that Fulham game, I would say there's probably one fixture they might get something out of there against Cardiff and then they're in a... I mean, beyond those six, maybe we'll come back to them, but yeah, murky waters for yeah. Newcastle. Yeah. Let's move on to Spurs versus Burnley. So... Iceman, uh, and as a, a lovely, uh, loving Arsenal fan, why don't you talk about Tottenham first? Who do you like in this one? Well, they are through in the Champions League, as we, we just oh, found out. Yeah, they've just gone through. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know if that's good news or bad news. Anyway, uh, Kane and Ericsson rested for the Leicester game, but whether or not this Barcelona game was taken out of them, that is a big question. I'm just having a look now if Kane got all the minutes. It looks like he did. Son did come off at 71 minutes, so that puts hope for Son owners, but Ericsson and Ali also played 90. So you're looking at this game thinking, oh, it's nice and juicy against Burnley, who are terrible. But I'm still, I'm enamoured on this Kane thing. He's been playing further forward in the last four. He always wants a goal, Kane. Every single game, he just thought for like, he just wants to go for it at sudden points. He just wants to get forward and, and score. He's highest for shots on target over the last six. But uh, knowing in the past that he can blank against any weaker team, I'm, I'm putting my armband on him, but I, I've just got that feeling at, at the back of my head thinking, oh, he's going to do this again where he's just going to blank in these really easy games. Are you thinking anyone else for Spurs other than Kane, I suppose? Uh, well, Ericsson would be one I would look at. Uh, I do love Son. There's, there's always part in FPL where you want to get Son in. He's taken up some great positions playing behind Kane, but he's more or less playing further forward than him, and I feel like he's one of the best a- assets to have. But I was a bit worried whether he was due a rest. Knowing that he came off in this game gives me a bit more hope that he might play. So he does come into our thoughts quite a lot. Explosive, involved in everything Spurs do going forward. Spurs do have great fixtures. So, yeah, I've kind of been thinking about him quite a lot as well. Luke, what do you think about Spurs? 
Yeah, I've been thinking about Son as well. He's he's on my watch list, as is Deli Ali. I just worry a little bit with rotation for Son. Um, I mean, I know, I know he's been playing a lot of minutes and he, he looks great, looks explosive. But I think if you've got Kane, then I wouldn't necessarily double up. Um, I've gone without Kane for season so far and I really want to get him in now on my wild card. I think he's going to be my man over Christmas. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't had him all season. And to be honest, he, he's the one player that I really worry about not owning when he's got a plum fixture. Um, I know he blanked uh, against Cardiff and, he's, and he has a habit of blanking in, in those fixtures where everybody captains him. But I'd, just, I'd much rather have him than not have him. Yeah, um, yeah. Just because, I mean, even more so than, than Salah, really. For, for no more than just he's always amongst the goals, isn't he? When Spurs score and I, I've kind of gone with my gut most of the season and... At the moment, I, it's telling me to, to get Kane in for Christmas. It's just whether I can fit him and Salah in the same team. And I'm not sure that I can. I, I, I was kind of playing around with it earlier. And, and it's doable, but I don't like the look of most of the rest of the team um, <laughs> if, if I try and do that. So for me, even though Salah's just scored a hat-trick, I think I'm going to go Kane for Spurs. Um, I also looked at their... Um, I looked at their defenders. I looked at older Wireld. Just kind of thought, there's. I'd much rather have the defence that I've got, which is Robertson and Alonso out of the premiums. I don't think you need to kind of cover a Spurs clean sheet. They haven't been that great at the back this year, and I think if if a defender hasn't got the chance of attacking returns as well, I'd always go for the defender that has. So the full-backs, you know, like Robertson, Alonso, Dean, Bellerin, Do- Doherty, are all better options for me. Than, than any Spurs defence. Yeah, see, I looked at Toby briefly, but there was just a part of me which was like, well, they do have good fixtures. Burnley, Everton, Bournemouth and Wolves next. And it's just quite intense, though, that they've got a game on the 23rd, the 26th, the 29th and the 1st. I think that's the, the tightest amount of games for the top team. So that does worry me a little bit. So, yeah, I think it is just came for me. But I can see why people are going Sotten. Um, mm. but there was some, I've got some questions on this. Uh, FPL audit is saying thoughts on Son is a great option over the festive period or is it too much of a rotation risk and a guaranteed transfer down the line with his imminent departure to the Asian Cup? And just a quick word on the Asian Cup news. He will be going, but he's allowed to stay with Spurs until the 10th of January. So that gives him game weeks 18 to 21. So that gives you, gives you a fair amount of game weeks of some points, but yeah, he will be going. Uh, I think, like, is it, I think he's a great option. And I think if you're, if you're behind and you're, and you're looking to get ahead of kind of the template crowd, Son's a great option. I mean, uh, he's not for me, but just because of his his minutes. I mean, he's explosive points-wise, you know, 14 at Leicester, but he gets brought off and um, yeah. I think he's just more of a rotation risk. Sorry, yeah, he is. Over the last five, he's actually got the most uh, goal attempts of 17, so it's showing that he can be a, a great asset, you know. Yeah, yeah, I think, I th- look, he's definitely worth a punt. If, if you're behind in your mini-league and your rival's haven't got him he could be a great differential over christmas but he will get rotated over those time yeah. over that period 
Yeah. That's uh, almost certain, really, isn't it? And the problem is the other two will as well. Ali and Ericsson. Obviously, Kane got rested mm. as well, so it's worrying. If, but if we're going back to the old old age debate of Ali versus Ericsson, I think I would go Ericsson top for chances created over the last four of twelve, equal with Hazard. So I think that will be the route I'd go. But at the moment, it's just going to be Kane for me. We did have a question from Max at FPL Max twenty two saying thoughts on going Kane less for the next two weeks. Bully, what do you reckon on Kane Luss for the next two weeks? Uh, well, I'm just looking at the other fixtures afforded by premium strikers. So the the, the headline was about Aubameyang versus Kane, wasn't it? So Aubameyang's got Saints, then Burnley. Sure, I think if you've got Aubameyang, it's doable. But I think you'd also want to have someone like Salah and Hazard as well. Yeah, it's it's difficult with those spare fixtures. They're really juicy as well. Yeah, I thought I'd, that's if you were going without him. I personally would rather rather have him in. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, me too. I think rule on the cane train. I put Aubameyang in um, for the last for the last two weeks, but um, yeah, I did, I, there's just some. I, I don't know what it is, but there's you know when you just get that that gut feeling. There's something that I'd, I'd much rather have Kane than Aubameyang. I mean, I'm just looking at. Um, yeah, it can be spread this. with Arsenal as well. So, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the stats now, and over the last four game weeks, I mean, Aubameyang, it, it has got better stats wise, but then he's played, he's played one more game, and yeah, like you say, I think with with Arsenal, there's obviously the danger that he's going to be moved out to the to a wide role if Lacazette plays up front. I think there's too many variables with Arsenal, whereas with Kane, you know that he's. Well, more than likely. Than play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he should play, is what we're saying. Yeah, bloody resting him against Leicester. That was so annoying. None yeah. of my none of my strikers this week played more than forty five minutes. You still got you still got like eighty eight points, didn't you? Uh, yeah, eighty one. Yeah, so not, yeah. Not all about Salah. It's all all about, about Salah, captain. Yeah. Salah. Right, we've talked a lot about Spurs there. Um, anyone from Burnley, Luke? Uh, no. Great, Iceman. <laughs> nah. Great, let's save some time on that, so no for Burnley. Although, Brent... although... Oh, although. God. Ah, hello, hello, <laughs> I, hold I am, on. We're going to I, late, am looking, your... <laughs> I am looking at Joe Hart for my wild card. I mean, I know a lot of people aren't on their wild card, so that's probably not very interesting. But Burnley are improving defensively. I say that behind behind a glass door is that the right phrase no it's not i'm going to move on um (laughs) (laughs) i think they are they are improving defensively in terms of goals conceded and if they do keep a clean sheet joe hart's probably going to get some bonus so maybe worth thinking about if you're on a wild card and you want two 4.5 mil keepers because their fixtures do improve after spurs and arsenal but yeah a bit of a punt Iceman, any thoughts on that? No, no thoughts. No thoughts. Okay, so Hart is a potential alternate rotation keeper. I'm going to move us forward to Watford versus Cardiff because we've got lots of pod under the way, I believe, Iceman, in oh, terms hundreds, of recording. Hundreds of recording. Or all, all the editing. Watford versus Cardiff. So, again, Luke, whilst we're on you, let's come back actually for this one. So, Watford continue to interest. They get the draw against Everton. Is there anyone from them that you like and sort of over the Christmas period? I mean, Pereira's had a lot of interest, hasn't he? Yeah. Particularly after last... Did he get two assists last night against Everton, I think? Um, yeah, I was listening to the General's pod and he was saying that Pereira's on his watch list and if the General's saying someone's on your, on his watch list, you should, you should listen. <laughs> um, but I don't trust Pereira 
really. I don't think he's consistent enough. No, um, and no. I don't think Watford are consistent enough either. I think if there's, I just think there's better options. Yeah, if you if you wanted to go a, a Watford midfielder, Pereira he is class, but like you say, not consistent enough. They don't have the fixtures aren't terrible to me. It's Cardiff, West Ham, then they've got the Chelsea game, Newcastle, Bournemouth, Crystal Palace, Burnley. All not bad fixtures, but Decore, yeah, he he scored in the last game and he's had ten shots over the last four to Pereira's nine, showing that he is he's getting in and around the box and maybe if you're looking for an out of the dark punt, he's he's pretty cheap, five point five point nine, so not the worst option in the world. Wouldn't say he's the best, but if you really want to go on these Watford players, then, then maybe. I was really looking at Delafayu a time ago, but now his minutes have been cut. He just seems to be right out of the picture now. And uh, the success thing, he seems to be starting for some reason. I still don't rate him. He's not consistent enough, obviously. He's 4.5 for a reason, but he's starting games. And at 4.5, you know, you've always got that hope of getting something at some point. If you yeah, want to go was, down that option. Yeah, if you were if you were trying to fit the big hitters in your team, like when I was when I was jiggling around with um, my team earlier, and I had Salah, Salah, Sterling, Kane, all in the all in the same team, I then put success in. So if you are trying to fit in those big hitters, and you're willing to, uh, and you need a, a four point five, four point six option, then success is is probably the best. Yeah. I would say striker wise. Nice. Okay, so we've got a few options from uh, Watford there. In terms of Cardiff, uh, again, I don't have a lot of hope for them, but they did get another one nil win the other day. It seems to be seems to be uh, Cardiff is a little bit of a fortress for them at home, or well, Warnock is certainly trying to turn it into that if they've got any hope of surviving. Iceman, have you got anyone from Cardiff that you're looking at, or are they just an avoid for you at the moment? Um, no one I'm really looking at bringing in myself, but I suppose you're looking at the Patterson option, playing out position up front, 5.3, the weird moustache man seems to yeah. rack up some points here and there. If you're looking I, I, for a cheap option, again, their fixtures aren't terrible as well. I mean, I still think Murphy uh, always shows promise when he plays for Cardiff. He's so direct, and if they do go down, I, I think he'll get a move somewhere. Yeah, he was getting um, plaudits on match of the day as well yeah. he really is the driving force in that team I mean Patterson I brought in as a cheap enabler in midfield but also just Warnock basically we talk about inspiring your strikers his, his words were basically the transfer window done us <laughs> we didn't get a striker in and that's why we're suffering so don't put your money on us to stay up but he does play talk right about, back for his, his national team doesn't he well Patterson yeah so well, he he's, he wins a lot in the air, but um, yeah, just where he's a cheap midfielder playing up front, he's just placeholding for me at the moment. They've had a few nice fixtures, so I'm probably going to field him against Watford. But then they run into United, but then Palace and Leicester, and then Huddersfield and Newcastle after the Spurs game. So I, I'm probably going to keep him in, to be honest, just for the time being, yeah, just because he seems to want to play, and they probably don't have too much money for another decent striker. Um, Luke, anyone from from Cardiff for you? But I mean, Pat Patterson's worth owning purely for that goal celebration. Did absolutely. you see <laughs> that dance? Hilarious. That dance he did after scoring, I absolutely loved yeah. it. I've got a lot of time for that. Um, <laughs> it just looks like he's having fun, which is so nice to see, isn't it? For, yeah. for, a, for a team that are fighting relegation. Um, I'm looking at Camarasa for my my wild card as my budget midfielder. I think I'm I'm going to stick with that temp- template wise, um, price price wise to have the one kind of four point five. 
midfielder. I think if he was 4.5 and not 4.6, he'd be straight in. But as he's 4.6, I'm kind of thinking, well, maybe Hoiberg and Billing are better options. Yeah, but yeah, started. in terms of him, in terms of them, there's... Sorry, go on. Well, I was just going to say, just, yeah, 4.6 million plays. He's played pretty apart from the first game of the season, he started every game for them and he's, he plays 90 minutes for the best part of each game. So mm. he, he's just a nice one. You know you'll get two points for him at least in most games. Yeah, and I think he's on penalties as well, isn't he now, Warnock had said? If they ever win one, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> if, they, if they get the opposition's half to, uh, to win one, then, yeah. Well, so one one more who who I, who I have shouted a few times, which I'm never going to bring in. I don't think anyone should bring in. But is this a stat? This no, this isn't a stat. <laughs> this this is someone who I've shouted before, who is due a goal. He is second for defenders for penalty area touches with 23, seven shots on goal in the last four. He is due, and that is Morrison. He will Agreed. get a goal in this game. I tell you what, that it, even I, I put Van Dyke in this category as well. There isn't a player in the league, I don't think, that wins as many balls in the air as Sean Morrison. It's amazing. I love him. He's Arsenal an absolute team. animal. Someone's going to throw a stat at us now. But um, no, he is. If you watch some of the games, honestly, from corners, he's such a threat. He's so good in the air. Um, so I agree, Iceman. I think he is due as well, but you will never get a clean sheet from him. <laughs> no. Spend fifty pounds on Morrison to score. Right, Wolves versus Bournemouth, chaps. I'm going to move us along because we've got a lot of content here. Last Saturday, three o'clock fixture: Wolves versus Bournemouth. Iceman Doherty just keeps doing it, doesn't he? He does, he does, and he is doing really well. Five point five points per game. He's averaging so. He's just, uh, you almost see him, like, like we said earlier, as like a, another midfielder, just attacking wise, just seems to get in there. He hasn't had great stats in terms of shots, but it just, he seems to be getting lucky recently. It's just, they haven't been keeping a clean sheet for eight matches now and difficult fixtures approaching. Is it time to kind of get rid of the likes of Patricio even in the next six? They play top six teams three times. So, you know, some people are moving away. They aren't looking as good as they, they once were, but I would say that Doherty is one as a keeper for the season. Like, especially when you get him in for 4.4, you got him for Luke? Yes, yeah, I had him very early on. Yeah, he's been brilliant for me. I won't be getting rid of him, particularly as I've got, as I've got that value tied up. Yeah, um, it does help. Yeah, I think he, I just think he's, he's great. And if they do keep a clean sheet, which they haven't recently, if they do, he's, if he gets an attacking return as well, you've, you're laughing at that at that price. Even even now he's five. Is he five now? Yeah. Even now he's five yeah. million. It's still still well worth it. Yeah. And Jimenez as well is similar. He's just involved. Seems to be involved in everything. I know he was benched against he Newcastle. He came on. But he could have scored though when he came on. Yeah. Yeah. He always gets a chance. I mean, I don't. I don't think he's that prolific in front of goal, is he? But he gets the chances. Um, and uh, again, at that price really good budget option yeah averaging again five points per game a little bit less than Doherty but Wolves are looking to sign them I think I had a rumour for 34 million actually signing him because he's on loan at the moment isn't he but oh the, I didn't know that right okay the problem with Wolves is that they yeah they're not going to score more than once very often are they I think they've only scored more than once three times this season four times maybe but a lot of people looking at this Jota at the start of the season is he finally an option for people an interesting one really because 
As, as mentioned, he was hotly tipped at the start of the season, but he doesn't look bad. 5.9. I suppose there are better options elsewhere. When their fixtures improve, maybe be looking at him. Yeah, and I, I, think keep, I think keep an eye on him. Is, yeah. um, Sky Sports is saying it. Yeah, Sky Sports are saying he was involved in a lot of the key moments. So, yeah, we'll see, see how he goes, really. Mm. Yeah, um, fair play as well. I, I gave him some jipe on the podcast a few weeks ago. Held Costa continues to play every game. He's finally got an assist. <laughs> Incre- incredible scenes. Never before has someone played so much and been capped internationally and done nothing with his final ball. What about the What about Jimenez? Have we kind of spoke about him? Have you, have you said it, but sorry, I thought you said it on Sorry. <laughs> I missed that. So I'm going to cut this bit. We spoke about him and his. That's the attention I'm paying. Should we move on to, let's move on to Bournemouth. So Bournemouth, yeah, looked a bit lost without Wilson at the weekend. Luke, do you want to talk about them? Yeah, they they didn't look great at all, did they? I think they've, they've just got a habit now and again of losing 4-0. I mean, they lost 4-0 <laughs> to Burnley, didn't they, earlier on in the season, which is mental. Well, it was then, wasn't it, that lost 4-0 to Burnley? I think it was. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I'm looking at I'm looking at Wilson for the wild card, but, I mean, mainly because of his ownership. I mean, he's so highly owned now. It's like 38.9% ownership. And I, I know that you kind of shouldn't play the game that way. But, you know, if he does score a couple of goals, then it's a bit of a rank killer, isn't it? But in terms of their fixtures, it really puts me off. They've yeah, got... They're, they're um, not great at all. No, fixtures. not great at all. I mean, yeah, Wolves Wolves away, tough. Brighton at home is a good one, but then Spurs away, United away, Watford at home, Everton away, um, and then, yeah, Chelsea to come, Liverpool to come. So, yeah, I'm... I'm Toying at the moment. I mean, I've had Fraser. I had Fraser for most of the season, and I think I'm taking him out now uh, on the wild card purely because of the fixtures. I mean, he has been brilliant, but um, and also just because I want a bit of a change. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- so, I think yeah. people are moving away from the the Bourne facets, really. I mean, yeah, the- I think it's because of the fixtures. What do you think, Bobby? Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't convinced at all by them against Liverpool. I thought um, was it Francis in defence had an absolute nightmare. It was Francis, wasn't it? Probably. I think Cook. Oh, Cook, yeah, he did have a nice Sorry, I'm thinking yeah. of Cook, yeah. He just got turned inside out by Salah. Wasn't really convinced by them. They just took a shadow of themselves without Wilson up top. So I'm not not as drawn to them as I was, even with Fraser as well. Yeah, at the start of the season, they were really hitting it well in terms of attacking stats. They were right up there. I think they were sixth on expected goals now over the, since the start of November. The first of November, they're actually third bottom for expected goals. So it's showing that they really have digressed and they just don't perform well against the, the top teams, I don't think. And obviously, last game was against Liverpool. It's just that you know they can do it against these big teams as well. And they, I think Francis said at the end of that game, they needed to continue passing the ball and being brave. I think that was against City, he said that. And then I think they tried to do that against Liverpool and then just got done over. So it just shows that the how philosophy doesn't necessarily work all the time. So the plaudits for how maybe should be dented a little bit. But yeah, Wilson injured, he's got a minor hamstring, but he should be back according to reports and how said it wasn't too serious. So I would probably expect him back. So I wouldn't necessarily get rid. I just wouldn't be bringing in any Bournemouth facets. And I know they've got Daniels and like you say, Cook really does weaken their defence at the back. We would never go anywhere near their defence. Um, I'm, I'm staying away from now and I'll just wait for their fixtures to improve and for them to hit form again. Yeah, you've got to know when to come off, haven't you? And yeah. um, I kind of, I, I tend to go with 
fixtures quite a lot, um, particularly with with a team like Bournemouth, yeah, who who don't tend to do as well in the in the big games. Yeah, agreed. Okay, well, let's move on to the last uh, Saturday fixture, five thirty, Fulham versus West Ham, Luke. So. Mitrovic has been a favourite this season. Fulham, do you see any value in him or their players? Yeah, I like Mitrovic. I'm I'm looking at him and toying with him for for the wild card. But he's he's one game away from a suspension, isn't he? Which I don't like. Yeah. Really, over Christmas, you want you want all fifteen of your players to be fairly safe. You don't want them getting a suspension. I think it's just a case of wait and see with Fulham, particularly as Ranieri's just taken over. I mean, they had a good game against uh, Southampton and then, then had Chelsea, which you can't do a lot about. One, one all against Leicester and then obviously against United, they were, they were pretty poor. Yeah, I think it's wait and see. Mitrovic would be the one that I'm, that I'm looking at. Um, stay away from their defence, though. Yeah, it's, it'll be the same with me. I'm not really going in near any of their players. But the the Mitrovic one, there's one I did look at in terms of my Arnie replacement. And he's still hitting the stats quite hard, Mitrovic. 12 shots over the last four, which is fourth highest. And he is on five chances created as well. So, yeah, I can still see some points from him because they do create the odd chance here and there. And um, I did look at Kearney, and I feel like if I'm on wildcard, he'll be one maybe for my fourth mid, because their fixtures do, they do get better. Don't they? Yeah, so they've, they've got West Ham at home now, then they've got Newcastle, Wolves, Huddersfield, and then Arsenal, Burnley. So some pretty good fixtures there. So if you're going to bring in Mitra, I feel like now could be the time. And I did think about it as a, uh, a Lacazette replacement, but we'll, we'll come on to Lacazette when we move on to the Arsenal game. But I would say that Mitrovic is definitely a good option still going forward. OK, well, West Ham looks a lot more exciting and of late. Lots of attacking options there. Iceman, whilst we're on you, should we stay on you for this? Yeah, it can do. I mean, at West Ham, a lot of people were looking at them. We did have some questions on them. So we had Leo Hakkinen has put options on Chikorito, uh, transfer waiting to happen, slash rotation risk, or a good option over the festive period. So, Luke, what's, what's your thoughts on that? So do you think that he, he is transfer waiting to happen, isn't he? Because when Arnie is back, they've also got Carol, they've got even Perez there as well. What are your thoughts on him? I'm seriously considering him actually. He doesn't tend to play 90 minutes a lot. He's only played 90 minutes once this season uh, against Newcastle in which he scored his highest point, highest points total of the season. I think he's an option. I mean... He's a puncher, isn't he? That's the Yeah, thing he's, he's always going to score goals. I mean, his goal involvement, I think, I saw a, a stat the other day where it's saying his goal inv- involvement is is really high his like returns per game i think it was on the um planet fpl pod they were di- they were discussing him and uh, on out isn't going to be back is he until the new year so over christmas i think he's going to be starting most games he seems to be the favored choice out of um out of him carol and perez yeah i i, I think he's a real option yeah i mean west ham nine goals they've scored within a week yeah they uh, most, look great going big, forward yeah most big chances within the last four only spurs and liverpool have scored more within the last four as well they they do look good going forward just with hernandez kind of does put me off he he does get those goals which are just kind of poaching ones and whether or not he will they'll fall to him every single time he's only got the three attempts over the last two seven over the last four and that's in the Depotra kind of area and the likes of Kamara and Austin yeah they're getting seven seven chances over the last four as well so it doesn't put a lot of hope 
in me and also knowing that they've got an Arnie coming back they've also got Carol who's fit as well whether or not he will start don't think he will I feel like Hernandez will start over this Christmas period but that would put me off just those numbers there and knowing that they've got a few strikers that could take his place and even with this fixture pile up you know he could get rested as well so there is that as well okay <laughs> okay okay <laughs> yeah he's um mm. Yeah, I don't know about I don't know about Hernandez. At the moment, he's in my at the moment he's going to be in my wildcard team. I think they look great going forward, and I I think he's more nailed than you think. But that's just that's not going on anything really it, it, apart it from be. my own. Um, yeah, it, it all it, I think it all comes down to the other options, doesn't it? In that price yeah. bracket, yeah. if you're if you're going that way, and if it's if it's between him, for me, it's between him, Mitrovic, Wilson. Rashford, I'm looking at as well. At the moment, he looks the best. He looks the best option out of those four. They've, they've got the great form. fixtures, haven't they? Yeah, with, yeah. Well, they've, they've got the Fulham game, Watford, Southampton, Burnley, and Brighton. So, all pretty good fixtures. So, yeah, I can see why people are going. But like he asked, I can't remember who it was now. But like he asked, it, it is a, a transfer waiting to happen, isn't it? Um, you'd think so. Yes, yeah. you'd think so. Yeah, in terms of um, in terms of ninety minutes every week. Yeah, you'd, once once Arnie comes back, especially. But yeah. Okay. Anyone else to add from West Ham, chaps? I suppose oh, well, we need to talk yes, about Anderson, don't we? Yeah. We do. We need to what talk about, about Snoddy. Snodgrass, Snodgrass as well. Yeah, Snodgrass cheap, uh, decent form. He is one for the assists, really. Snodgrass. He's only had the two shots over the last three, but the eleven chances created over the last three as well. He's on corners as well. So, uh, if you're looking for a cheap option around that, what is he? Five point. Uh, 5.3 now so yeah pretty good option in, in him Felipe Anderson is just quality player he's got his, got his sixth goal of the season only Salah and Son have taken more shots on goal in the last six so he is really good I do want him whether or not he can sustain this I mean the goals he's been scoring are pretty magical uh, so that is the, the question here whether or not he can keep up the form Mm. Yeah, he's top class, isn't he? I've kind of been mon- been monitoring him ever since they beat United three one game week seven, I think it was. He just looks quality for me. Just straight in, straight into my wildcard team with these fixtures. Yeah, fair. keep scoring goals. I'm, I'm hoping he just he takes shots, rebounded out, Chicharito finish him. He's uh, Brazilian as well, so uh, that makes him awesome. That makes yeah. him really good. Yeah, I've said that a few times. Rightio, uh, move on to the Sunday fixtures. Brighton versus Chelsea. Don't have a lot of hope for Brighton in this one with uh, Chelsea really showing up at the weekend. Iceman, anyone from, from Brighton you're looking at over the Christmas period or they want to avoid? Well, sh- should, we, should we address the headline here with the Alonso issue? Is he worth the money? What are your thoughts on Alonso? Billy, what are your thoughts in terms of keeping him, taking him out? I've kept hold of him. I mean, he... You could argue that Robertson at a bit cheaper is probably more worth having than him. Having said that, I can't see Chelsea's defence faltering too much over the course of the season. They play Leicester at home after this one, and then after that they have Watford away. So for their next three, I'd I'd still probably keep him if you've got him. Yeah, Um, they have got the fixtures now, haven't they? They've got the fixtures. Defensively, I think they're still going to show up, and you never know where he's going to pop up with 
an assist or a goal. So I, I, I wouldn't bin him yet, you know, I'd keep him. Yeah, see, I did as in order to get Lacazette in. And I took him out just, I looked at his first four fixtures and he got loads of good returns in that. And I took them away. I took them out of the, my thinking. And his points per game are a lot less than over the whole season. So uh, his price just allowed me to use that money elsewhere. I mean, like he he hasn't been playing that well. I just thought, is his price worth it? By the end of the season, I can see him probably being one of the highest scorers for defenders. But I feel like he's going through like a mini drought. So I'm taking advantage of that. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to bring him back. So it is likely I, I will do eventually. Yeah, I'm keeping Alonso, I think. More for value reasons as well, because if if I took him out now, then it cost me an extra 0.3 just to get him back in um, further down the line. And I think I probably would want to get him back in um, further down the line. He's still got that attacking threat. And I think with those fixtures, there's there's always a chance with Alonso that he's going to score a goal. And if he scores a goal and Chelsea keep a clean sheet, which, you know, with those fixtures, they're quite likely to do, you're in for a really high scoring week from him so I think when there's when there's always that chance if you've already got him I would I would keep him but um perhaps wouldn't be looking at bringing him in at seven because the um the money could be used to uh to better use elsewhere particularly as he's not in the best form but yeah I I, I think I'm going to keep him okay so that's answered the Alonso question are there any other Chelsea players Luke that you're looking at I'm looking at getting Hazard back in with those fixtures I think he's more of I mean for me it's between him and Sané at City and I think Hazard is more of a more of a talisman for Chelsea than Sané is for City and I think with Chelsea's fixtures um, a lot of people were coming off Hazard as well and I think I've got that advantage really in in holding my wild card till now is that I've got the option to bring players like this back in whereas it would take maybe one or two moves to people would be more reluctant to to bring him back into their team for for somebody else like particularly if they've just brought Sané in. So I think he I think Hazard's going to be a really good pick. He seems to be coming back into form. Just hope he just hope he can score a few more goals. Um, yeah, but, that's where he's been faltering recently. No goals over the last six, but they have had some tough fixes, haven't they, Chelsea? And he's been injured for some of them. So I can see him being a bit of a bully and uh, bullying some of these teams. So yeah, I think I agree with that. He can be a good shot. He's only got the uh, he's got the four assists over the last three, creating ten chances. But so he has been creating the chances as well. He's just been stopped quite a lot. I think pe- people are probably pinpointing him, just stopping mm. him in his tracks. But yeah, I, I think I agree that at this point maybe it might be a good idea to even bring him back in. Yeah, I mean, I, it was it was a nice feeling as well that I came off him for Sterling a few weeks back and um, have now brought him back in for cheaper than what I sold him for. So, which is which is always a nice feeling. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Wheeler dealing. Anyone else in this fixture, Luke? Brighton versus Chelsea? Uh, yeah. No, not for me. No. Okay. Move us on to Saints versus Arsenal. This is our second one thirty kickoff on the Sunday. Iceman, I'll come to you first on this one for the Gunners. What, what do you think about Arsenal and Saints? Well, see, we, we, we've got a question regarding Lacazette. Who do we get that from? So, Paul Mullins said, firstly, and more importantly, do you manage to get the money to save the salon? I suppose that's directed <laughs> at you, Luke, is it? Oh, yes, that was, that was a, that was a favourite question, along with, along with somebody that just asked, who is Luke? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> so, did, firstly, did you manage to get the money to I save the like salon? A, or is that a spoiler? Uh, did I manage to get the money to save the salon? Oh, um, I don't know if that's a spoiler or not. <laughs> <laughs> don't say it. Don't say it. Right. We'll move I on to a, we'll um, move on to a second you'll question. You'll have to stay tuned. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing I'm doing my utmost. Jesse's doing his utmost to save the salon. <laughs> well, we'll move on to well, the second I mean, if, question. If, if Jesse, oh. for whatever reason, Jesse can't get the money, um, let us know. We'll have a whip round the FPL community and uh, <laughs> might be able to save it for you. You never know. Yeah, never know. That would be ideal. Use yeah, your resources. That would be ideal. Right, his second question <laughs> yeah. is, uh, although the fixtures are good, is Lacazette worth hanging on to? Or are there better alternatives? See, I got asked this question in, in, I think it was a Twitter group that I was in, and I've spilled a massive answer. So uh, I'm just going to kind of read that answer, which I had. So he was subbed, and I was quite quite surprised that he was subbed because Aubameyang's played more minutes than him. So that was a bit of a worry, but that's, he has been injured recently, so maybe he was just giving him a little bit of a break and just saw more goals than Aubameyang. But I think you have to stick for the next three. I mean, the reason I brought him in is because Emery, I thought Emery would change to a back four and start him as I thought he started playing a back five just to play against the bigger teams. But he played the back five against Huddersfield and played lacquer with Aubameyang. So when Emery plays in the f- the five at the back, it seems like he rotates Lacazette, Ramsey, who's currently injured, Awobi and Mkhitaryan. So if he's going to stick to that, then lacquer is probably not going to be an option going forward. But for these next three... Even if he comes on, I can see goals here because he has come on and uh, uh, scored a few goals when he's come on you know, against Spurs and in the last game. But I'm unsure if he's actually going to change to uh, a back four, Emery, because uh, our defence seems to be improving. I, I had a look at our defence because I, I was looking at it for the uh, Bellerin shout over Kolasinac because I just thought that Bellerin was more nailed. Over the four games that Arsenal played before we went to a back five, we conceded 50 shots, 31 in the box and 10 big chances. We also conceded five goals in that period. And in the last four, when we've been playing five at the back, Arsenal have only conceded 38 shots, 20 in the box. Uh, We have conceded five goals again, but only three of them have been big chances. So... I feel like he's going to stick with that five at the back. It's just that we do have problems there now in holdings out injured. Mustafi and Socrates are suspended for the next game. So it probably means that Monreal is going to come in at that centre-back role with Lichsteiner and maybe Koscielny might even play there. So I feel like he might stick there. So it is a bit of a worry for Lacazette, but I just feel like he'll play in this Southampton game and then you've just got to keep for the Burnley and Brighton games and then look to remove after that. Yeah, Luke, thoughts on Arsenal? Yeah, I think if you've got Lacazette, then you should keep him. But for me, his his minutes are just shocking the last few weeks. I mean, he's played, what, 45 minutes, 25 minutes, 45 minutes. I think I'm going to go without any Arsenal in in my wild card, which I, I mean, one of the reasons that I wanted to play the wild card this week was because of the fixture turn for um, Spurs and Arsenal. But... I don't think I've seen enough. I think I prefer Kane to Aubameyang, and I don't want both of them. And I think Lacazette's too expensive for what he's offering right now. But yeah, I, th- I agree with I agree with Iceman. If you if you've got him, then then keep him for the next few games. I am looking at Torreira actually uh, as a fifth midfield option. He's on four um, yellow cards though as well. Torreira. Uh, okay, that's probably put me off with <laughs> that. It does get <laughs> forward. Do you think, I mean, you two are Arsenal fans, aren't you? What do you think? 
Torreira. Yeah, I, I, I enjoy him. Bully, what's your thoughts? I, I really like him. I think he's um, yeah, he's returned in terms of attacking recently. I think he's well and truly wedged into that Arsenal side now. And uh, just a note on, on what we've discussed so far, Arsenal play FC Carrier Bag on Thursday night. I think that will tell us if we need to think about Lacazette or not, because if he starts in that one, then Venga, oh, Emery is probably <laughs> going to end up playing one up top. But no, I, I really like Torreira as a as a fifth choice option in midfield because he, he is pretty much now to start for us now, and we know he can finish. Yeah, he gets shots off as well, and he, he, he twenty three points over the last three, and yeah, hit the post against uh, Spurs as well as scoring. He does take free kicks as well sometimes. He's got it all. Okay, so final point on Arsenal. We need to talk about the main man up top, Pierre Emerick or Bamiang or Big P for he, short. He does look someone else or Bamiang. He I looked at his stats overall. He's got twenty two goals and seven assists over the thirty three games he's played. Uh, it just shows if you do have him, I do think he is a captain option. There will be a point where he won't be an option there, and I think now with these fixtures. I feel like is the the best chance to have him, and if you've got him, it's a captain option this week for me. Mm. Yeah, he's 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 quality. He is he's he's top class. And um, if I wasn't on my wild card, I would uh, I'd keep him in. Um, but it's um, just between him and Kane for me, and I've, I I'm just gonna I'm I'm gonna go with Kane, and it's it's just that simple decision really but he is a fantastic option and I'll be hiding behind the sofa I mean I may even look to switch Kane out game week 18 for Aubameyang um, as they've got Burnley at home but then more often than not other things dictate uh, decisions <laughs> yeah, in, yeah. in the team but True. in an ideal world I'd switch Kane out for one week for Aubame- with Aubameyang at that, uh, for Burnley at home and then and then put Kane back in so we'll, we'll see what happens with that yeah Guys, guess who is second for midfielders for shots on goal in the last four? Uh, from Arsenal? No. Armstrong. Armstrong. Oh, <laughs> good shout. But no, it's actually Hoiberg. Wow. 14 shots in the last four. Is second behind Son. He's still taking loads of shots and he's dropped to 4.4. So there is where your 4.4, 4.5 options should be. I have Hoiberg and I'm glad I do have it. Yeah, I think that, that stat has pretty much made the decision for me there. For, <laughs> I mean, as, particularly at 4.4. Yeah. You can't complain. I know, I'm he's thinking about playing him some games. Yeah, yeah. why not? Why 14 not? shots in the last, last four. I was amazed. Great option. Great option. Cheap as chips. You can move us on now. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Right. So I love, I love those little sum ups. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Let's move on to our final fixture. It's fairly nondescript, not really one that we need to talk too much about. It is Liverpool against Manchester United, which used to be a top of the table clash. Now Liverpool are playing a mid table side. No, that's really hard. <laughs> <laughs> Big game this one. Always excuse me. We're so sick. many haters. Yeah, sorry, you sorry. forget that Luke's a United fan. No, I didn't forget that. That's exactly. Oh, you're rubbing it in. That. Oh, I see. <laughs> nice. Oh, good. No, Luke. Let, let me. Uh, let's come to you first to comment on this. So Liverpool flying high this season. United. Uh, every time Reno gets criticism, he tends to put together a, a sort of a little run of fixtures. What are your thoughts on this one? Is there anyone? Let, let's think United first that you're particularly looking at. 
No, I, I am looking at Rashford. Sorry, yes, I am looking. Oh, at see, Rashford. I, I like, I really like that call. I think he's he's looked good in recent weeks. He's looked really good. It's just the problem with you know with Mourinho is he he always rotates. He never seems to pick a solid eleven. He's very rarely consistent. I mean, he just randomly decides to play Matic um, or McTominay centre back some some games. You know, uh, I mean, the team is just a shambles. But that's it's for another um, that's for another podcast. But um, <laughs> I, I, I am I am looking at. I am looking at Rashford. He looks great. He's he's got that desire. Mourinho has said quite a few times that he really likes Rashford um, because he's fighting for the team and um, he's putting a lot of effort in. He looked brilliant against Fulham. He's not the best at finishing. Like mm-hmm. I've been to quite a few games where he's he, he's one on one with the keeper and he misses, which would be really frustrating if you owned him. And I just think it's too much of a risk, particularly before um, Liverpool at Anfield. Mourinho is going to go there and try and win 1-0 I have no doubt about that so yeah there's no, there's no one else from United for me I, I, did, I did put Dallow on my watch list as well yeah, he looked he looked good I, he did look good but I feel like when Shaw's back we moved out he, but he's not a left back though no but, but uh, I see what you mean uh, Ashley will move over yeah, to yeah, the other yeah, side yeah yeah I see what you mean yeah it, exactly you just can't trust you just can't trust Mourinho to, yeah. and, and at 5.3 he's probably too expensive anyway but he is on my watch list yeah Ra- Rashford's one of those punts I think uh, he started last three but he's always going to have that rotation risk to his game time but he mm-hmm. is top over the last four for chances created for strikers so uh, he may not be able to finish but he sure can create Mm. Nice. Ice man, anyone else that you'd add to United there? No. So we've talked a lot about Robertson and Salah already, chaps. So in the interest of time here, is there anyone else that, you, kind of from a Liverpool perspective, you think we should be looking at? Uh, Let's I, go. Oh, go on. Ice man. Go on, Ice man. Um, a, a lot of people were looking at the TAA and he got benched because Milner played well back. So he's still got that rotation element to him. Everyone was going on about him how much of a good ass- asset he is but he's only created the three chances in the last four I know I got ris- rid of him uh, at the worst time for sure so I am a little bit bitter but I did find that stat is the Salah debate isn't it whether or not to, to keep him or, or not which was one of our headlines he has scored 10 goals this season he's a midfielder so there's more points there it's only in the City game which I'm fearful of him not scoring in Liverpool have got three home games in the next four and I feel like Salah is a confidence player and he's just hit the biggest high possible he scored tonight as well and people were saying that he looked good didn't watch the game but I heard from just talk on Slack and things that he did look pretty well uh, and I know I want him back after these five fixtures because after the City game their fixtures swing Brighton Palace Leicester West Ham Bournemouth so Liverpool are under pressure to perform now now that they're top of the league and I feel like Salah's feeling it because if you look at his goals he looked quite unhappy with all of his returns but yet he's returned 10 goals so far so it just after every goal he just wasn't smiling his interview after the game he said he's got high expectations of himself and everyone else has high expectations of him too he scored a hat-trick and he looked like he wanted more he was throwing his arms up like he wasn't being passable He's just, I think he's one of the few fixture-proof players. I know he's got a lot of money behind him and it's difficult if you want to get other players, but I am keeping. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm pondering. It's, it, 
it's a really tricky one. I feel like it's going to be my toughest decision um, with the wild card. Um, I think it could, it comes down to combinations of players for me. And I've, I've, I wrote down kind of it's between Salah, Aubameyang and Sterling versus Hazard, Sterling and Kane. Because Sterling for me is essential. I'd, I, I really want him in, in my team probably for the rest of the season. Um, and we, we spoke about him earlier, didn't we? But... And I, I think Hazard, Sterling, and Kane over the, over Christmas will score more than Salah, Abamyang, and Sterling. Salah, Sterling, Abamyang. So I, 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 how, how many yeah, times I mean, are you going to captain? Really. How many times am I going to captain Salah? Salah? Yeah, that is the question over the next yeah, five. Ex- not exactly, many. Yeah, no, probably not. Particularly if you've got if you've got Kane and Sterling as well. I can't see myself. I mean, Newcastle at home is a good fixture for Salah, but then they've got Arsenal and City. I just I, I can't see him scoring more than one against United, Arsenal or City. It's really tricky, especially off the back of a hat trick. I honestly <laughs> don't know at the moment. I know that's not much help, but I just I'm undecided. Uh I, I I'm swaying more towards going without him for now. I can see where you are, definitely. It is it is a good option moving those funds around, so I can see where it's just that in my particular situation, I feel like I will keep. Because I've looked at moving in Sterling as well as Sane, which is a possibility for me. I just can't do much with the other money. So for me, mm. I'm going to keep. He's he's fit. He's in form. He's, he's got all the stats still as well. So yeah, he's staying for me. Yeah, it's a funny one really, because if I wasn't on my wild card, I would almost certainly be keeping him. It kind of makes you think, well, is it, should I have played it at all? Yeah. But um yeah. Yeah, I've kind of given myself a a really tough decision that I perhaps didn't need to, but um, (laughs) time will tell. Okay, chaps. Well, the one other player I'm going to throw in regarding Liverpool is, uh, again, if you're on a wild card, if you want to keep and leave uh, keeper for the season, I think Alisson has just done wonders to see. Yeah, he's been in there. He's got me... Clean sheet after clean sheet, game week after sure. game week. So, and he does actually quite often. I've been noting he's been popping up with uh, with the three save bonus each week. So, again, if you if you're torn on who to commit to in their back four, yeah, he, he's a good option because I think he'll play most of the games this season, if not all. So. Yeah, they, they've conceded the least amount of goals this season of any team, Liverpool. So, yeah, I'd agree with that. I, I, it, when I had, I've taken TAA out now, but the Robertson TAA double up was exciting. I think when you, when you double up in defence on a team, it's, it's more exciting when they, when they play because those double clean sheet points are, are great. Um, and Liverpool are the best option for that, I think. Okay, Doc, that brings us to the end of our fixtures. Iceman, I believe it's time for your break. Yes, thank you very much. You're back in a schmoke. Right, we welcome the Iceman back from his regularly scheduled break. Iceman, as usual, I'm going to slot our Iceman to your question for the weekend here very quickly. Uh, this is a scathing oh, accusation against your home listeners. If you don't know what this feature is about, the Slack channel has, has established now. that the Iceman is actually from Icemandia, and each week we try to learn a bit more about their culture. So, Captain Kingpin has claimed that, that the Icemandics actually shoot at reindeer as Santa flies past each year, there is an XG rating for this every year. The more reindeer slain, 
the lower the X gifts per child. <laughs> yeah. Christ, do, do you want to refute what? that or? Uh, I just I don't know where these things. Where how do they think of this stuff? Where does it come from? It's your homeland. So. Strange people. Do you want to do you want to confirm or deny that? I just I'm just no, just no. No comment. His his uh, his silence speaks volumes. Yeah, it's very typical of uh, of Ice Mandic people that the no comment quote. Yes, yeah, very political. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm going to talk about football again. So <laughs> let's let's do our summary. So City versus Everton. Sterling and Solano were the main ones discussed for Everton. Digny and Richarlison. Palace versus Leicester. We talked about keeping uh, Obi Juan in. Uh, and Hennessy might be a good rotation keeper. Huddersfield versus Newcastle. Schindler could be a good cheap option coming up. Spurs versus Burnley. Kane, Eriksson and Son are on our thinking list for that. Uh, with Kane a potential captain option. Uh, and Joe Hart is actually a potential as a rotation keeper. Wolves versus Bournemouth. We talked about Doherty and Yotta. No one really for Bournemouth for their downturn in form. Watford versus Cardiff. We talked about Pereira and Decore for Cardiff, Patterson and Camarasa. Fulham, no one particularly from them. Mitrovic, potentially, if you're going to go for him. Uh, West Ham, we talked about Little P, uh, Anderson as well, and Snodgrass is more of a, a potential option now. Very cheap. Brighton versus Chelsea. Alonso and Hazard are still favourable. Saints versus Arsenal. Lacazette and Aubameyang, the main ones there with Torreira looking a nice little shout, cheap midfield, although on the four yellows. And Liverpool versus United. Uh, as usual, we spoke about Salah for the entire podcast. Uh, Robbo is a great option. Allison in goal. And for United, Rashford is starting to show some remnants of a United player that offers consistent value. Nice sum up, Paul. That's the sum up. Right, transfers and captains. Luke, let's come to you first. Who are you bringing in? Who's your skipper? Uh, well, as you know, I'm on the wild card, and I'm not sure if I've mentioned it. Um, <laughs> so uh, I think the nailed the nailed spots are Robbo, Alonso, Doherty, Wambasaka, Felipe Anderson, Sterling, and Kane. Uh, and then I'm toying between um, Hazard, Salah, Sane, Wilson, Mitrovic, Rashford. There's lots of players up in the air at the moment. <laughs> Everyone. Um, It'll all be juggling act. It'll all be decided on Friday night, I'd imagine, once the press conferences have been. Kane is my captain um, against Burnley at home. Nice, Iceman. I am holding this week. I feel uh, I'm was tempted with the Lacazette out, but now I'm going to keep him. And I am on Kane as well. I thought about the triple captain for about half a second, realised that they're playing Barcelona and thought I'd stay away. But yeah, just Captain Kane. Captain Harry. Um, well, my skipper, this because I'm a bit further behind you too, I'm very tempted with a differential captaincy on Hazard away at Brighton, although I will probably bottle it and end up going for Kane against Burnley. I really wish I could trust Aubameyang versus Saints but Emery I feel he's got the odd bizarre pick up his sleeve for good reason but uh, Kane seems the safest option this week in terms of transfer um, in spite of that yellow I might actually bring in Torreira for Jorginho because he's been my holding he's been kind of my, my place holding midfielder for a while 
Um, and I just like what Torreira is doing, even if he does end up getting suspended for a game. So he could be my Christmas shuffle up. Yeah, that could be a good move. Okay. So let's go to, um, I know we've answered a lot of questions already. We've got a lot of pod here. So there's only so many we'll be able to answer. So I spent any pertinent questions that we should cover. Um, just so we've just got two questions here. Got beard FPL pod has put who is Luke Jerdy? So you want to answer that one, Luke? <laughs> if you if you want to give me a one word answer on that one, a one word answer. Yeah, go on. Oh, that's just so. That's just too tricky. Uh, <laughs> who, who is? You can have who a is think. Luke Jerdy. Yeah, I'll have a think. I'll have a think. Come back to me. Okay. The next question is uh, V at in in our wet. Has put uh, just played my wild card and I can only have Sterling or Hazard, not both. Both seem to have a good run of fixtures. Which is a better buy? Now, Luke, you're on your wild card. Which is a better buy out of Sterling or Hazard? Sterling. Agreed on that. I'm definitely. Uh, I reckon Sterling. Yeah. Bully. Yeah, I agree. Sterling. Even though I haven't got him, he's um, in hindsight he's the favourable pick at the moment. And we'll go back to the uh, the other question there, Luke. Who is Luke Jerdy? Luke Jerdy is optimistic. <laughs> nice. <laughs> right. that, that, that is I all we can that. manage for the uh, for the questions for this week. So thank you for your questions. Sorry we couldn't answer a few of them, but we have gone long. We have. I think a more cryptic question would be to ask, who isn't Luke Jerdy? <laughs> exactly. I'll, Luke I'll Jerdy let... is every man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'll let, I'll let you ponder that whilst I'm reading out the feedback box for this week. So a couple of nice pieces of feedback. Um, this is from Andy. Let's talk underscore FPL. Great listen. Andy says, fully agree with Adam uh, on the captaincy from previous week. Blinkers are on for Kane or Bamiyang, but no one's mentioning Sterling. He could be set and forget option after Chelsea for a while. Arguably even the best option this week. And then we've got Adam Gearing, who says uh, the FF podcast that delivers better than at Royal Mail delivers posts. He's actually tagged in the uh, the organisation. I'm sure they'll, <laughs> they'll be uh, taking notice of that. Thank you, Adam. Listening as I stroll to work. Top pod. Great guest. Superb content despite the short turnaround. Hashtag up the pod. Nice one, Adam. Who I'm sure we're about to see in our top ten. I oh, think. no, we're not, actually. He's moved out. He's had a terrible week. Unluckily. Well, even if... Well, fair enough. Well, there you go, Adam. You've got your, your routine mentioned on the pod. So <laughs> yeah. That one. Make sure you're back in next week. I'm sure he will be. Right, let's go through... Before we leave you, let's go to our top ten in the mini-league. So, in tenth place, Gabby Agbon, Lahore FC, uh, Will Miners. Ninth, Lacazette, Deck, Andy Nolan. Eighth, we've got Anfield of Dreams, Mark Muse. Seventh, Adida Oscar, Nate Thomas. Sixth, Paulus Amadius, Paul uh, Hageland. Uh, fifth place, at Sky Player in FPL, Paul Jones. Fourth, Bidsley's Pochisi and Cooper. Third, Victor Moses, Lawn, Joe Stone. Second, G-Sung, Part of the Bass, Andy Blackbird, Syme. Blackbird? Blackburn. And uh, in first place, uh, he's still... He's still trying to give up Fanta. It's Michael Taylor with a great game week score of 106. Very strong. Nice work. Wow. Nice work, Michael. We also had going out, not only Adam, but the Iceman's pit stop. Uh, Jack Moore has gone out to 21st, unfortunately. Not there. They both um, need to get right back in there. Um, so our first place surgery league player is actually seventh in the entire game. Doing well, but can't give up Fanta. Cannot the love nor money give up Fanta. <laughs> Lovely. Okay, right. Um, with all of that shared at that point, um, I've forgotten what I'm doing now. You're looking for um, the schedule. 
I went for the schedule. Yeah, Iceman, is there any sexy thoughts this week? There is sexy thoughts this week, and I wasn't ready to play it, so I'm just going to get it ready now. Oh, my friend. Right, here we go. FPL sexy with sexy thoughts. This week's sexy thoughts goes out to Christmas. Personally, I'm not a fan. I think it's a manufactured holiday where we all become conveniently religious for 24 hours. But the kids love it. My kids love it. All the kids love it. So what I'm going to do this Christmas and what I think everyone should do is when you go out shopping and looking for Christmas presents, even if you see another gift that's $2, $4, $5, just grab an extra gift or two every time you go shopping and give it to a charity of your choice, whether it be a little handheld game, a little soccer ball, a little skateboard, a little tennis racket, something like that. There's something little that you can pass on. I'm sure it's going to make some underprivileged child's Christmas. It's an easy thing to do, and it'll make you feel good as well. You. So give to charity is the message there. Love this. I love that. It's very, so family-orientated. He's such a that. nice bloke, isn't he? Really he is, yeah. It's a warming end to a podcast full of bitterness. <laughs> so much bitter. Bitterness <laughs> <laughs> on, on a weekly basis. Um, no, thank you again, Brett. Yeah, heed that message. Um, and that's going to bring us to the end of another FPL surgery, which I'm desperately trying to get into my lingo because I want to say fancy football surgery podcast. <laughs> FPL, FPL, so, FPL, 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 FPL. So, um, in terms of getting in contact with us, here's how you do it. If you'd like to support the podcast, patreon.com forward slash FPL surgery. Any support is greatly appreciated. Get involved in that Slack channel. Learn from our great guests today, Luke, and many other top 10K finishers, which even I managed that once, so I count myself in that. <laughs> Also, like I said, uh, yeah, all support greatly appreciated. Join the mini league 225-369. Visit our website at fplsurgery.com. You can also find us on Facebook, SoundCloud, and Reddit. Most of our questions come on Twitter, at fplsurgery. Send us questions, comments, complaints, feedback on there, or anything interesting you're doing that we can read out on the pod. Uh, questions for Icemandia. You can also listen to us on iTunes. Give us a comment and a review and a rating on there. And you can also email us, info at fplsurgery.com. No spam mail and no dodgy attachments, please. Just good, clean fun. And if you want to send us any free stuff, yeah, you're more than welcome. We will happily sample any food uh, or drink on the podcast. <laughs> I'm particularly a fan of different cheeses. so I've, I've still got one uh, Siren Craft Beer, which I'm rooting through. So, yeah, Siren Craft Beer, grab them. Yeah, thanks to, the, thanks to the chaps at the brewery. They've very much appreciated that. Finally, I want to thank our guest for joining us again, Luke. Thanks very much, guys. Absolute pleasure. It's great to be so, on, mate. So if people want to follow you, other than watching you on Hollyoaks, how can they follow your life? Yeah, I'm at Luke Jurdy on Twitter and on Instagram. Yeah, give us a, give us a follow and uh, we can interact. Do you want to say a little bit about your your kind of um, your health and well-being program you're pushing, you're promoting? Yeah, I've got um, it's yeah, an eight-week body transformation plan that I uh, created with um, a friend of mine who is a personal trainer, Maz Fresh PT, personal trainer to the stars. Yeah, basically, it's it's an eight-week plan. Um, you follow it for um, there's a female and a male one, and you follow it for uh, to build lean muscle, lose a bit of fat. And there's lots of recipes in there for meals, a diet plan. comes as a PDF, um, and I think it's about, it's about 18 quid to, to download. So, yeah, that's on Maz P 
pt.com uh the link to it is on my instagram um i do various things on there like film film some of my workouts and answer questions um and things like that so yeah check it out if you are into fitness but yeah, bully, bully you, don't, you don't need this because you're hench yeah bully does not well, so, need the eight week well, so, man. That's, let's be honest so are you oh. i mean oh, thanks bully oh. So much, so much love, guys. <laughs> with, with that said, I'm going to sign you up to this for Christmas, though, because oh. you know it's. I, I know what you get like with the old Pringles, you know, and the old, you know, the, the, like the nuts, Pringle. all the nuts over Christmas, eh? The Twix, the yeah, Twix you know, call me Ice Man, yeah, oh, I'm crunchy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's going off on a tangent about Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, so I think uh, if you're someone who's very much sat in front of your computer pondering FPL decisions and just getting by on the stress of FPL, then what Luke's offering could be actually a really nice structured approach for you. So get involved with that from someone who also loves FPL. So great to have you on board again, Luke. Iceman, it's come to that time of the podcast once again where I ask you for your advice for our our listeners for the coming game week. Um, There's never any advice from me. (laughs) I'll, I'll keep trying. Once again, thank you for listening. Good luck in your game weeks. We look forward to speaking to you again over this busy, festive period. Up the pod. Up the pod. Up the pod. Hey. Q Retro. Q Retro. Oh, we've got a long pod here. <laughs> nice work. I, I'm Great really content. sorry to you both for uh, getting out the. No, 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 I'm not <laughs> running. Right. I'm, I'm oh. going to apologise every now and again for um, losing track of what we were saying, like the Jimenez <laughs> bit. <laughs> We were like talking about it for like five minutes. So what about Hibbles? (laughs) So I I was looking at the plan of what we had coming up as the next feature, and then you said, oh, Billy, what do you think? I was like, the last thing I'd heard was Doherty, and I was like, we were talking about Doherty for a long time. I didn't hear him. Let's let's ask him. Let's just check. That was the last five minutes. So I was like, oh, God. Yeah, you should leave that bit in, I think. I should. uh, I've I've kept this. I'm actually recording at the moment, so I'll stop now. stupid, funny. (laughs)